0: Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week and, in fact, the uh, the last uh, show of the year. Uh, a bit later in the program, we'll have a look at uh, Harvard Business Review tip. Uh, one of them is combine your customer and employee feedback system. We're also going to have a little look at uh, 15 things that your business can learn from Santa... But right now, we're going to cross over to Christina and have a chat on innovation. Good afternoon, Christina.
1: Good afternoon, Julian. How are you?
0: Well, I'm well, and you're enjoying sunny Melbourne.
1: I am, and I believe it's quite, quite isn't it? a bit colder in Newcastle than it is in Melbourne, which I'm not used to at all.
0: <laughs> well, after the last few days, it's quite a relief, actually.
1: Yeah, I was just listening to the, um, to the intro as well, Julian. I love the idea of combining customer and employee feedback. And yeah. not actually knowing where it's from, because really, it's the all into the organisation, isn't it? That, that, that's important.
0: Well, we don't often ask our employees enough about what's right and what's wrong in our business.
1: Yeah, that's true, and we and we tend to uh, um, ask yes/no questions as well. Which, yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I know they're easy to, to quantify, but you don't get any meat in the sandwich with. Um, and I'm a vegetarian. I should have said that. Um, <laughs> but we don't get any. You know, we don't get any substance really when we ask yes/no questions or rate this between one and ten. Anyway, that's a different conversation altogether that we might have next year.
0: We could do, couldn't we? So uh, we're going to have a look uh, at some of the innovative favourites of the year.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking the things that we know are are required for an organisation to have innovation, effective innovation, um, are collaboration, the actual product itself or product or service, um, their approach to failure, their attitude to failure, and and their um, idea of what good leadership is around innovation. So I thought what we might do is actually share some of our favourite collaborations, innovations, um, examples of failure, and leadership examples while we have a chat today. So how mm. do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> Sounds good. but well, a couple of the ones I was stumbled on, but we'll uh, we'll work it through.
1: Okay. So <laughs> if we start with collaboration, um, for me, I'm currently. Putting together the Hunter Innovation Festival for um, 2017, and there are about 18 people on the list um, on the the constant list of, of um, suggestions, invites, and everything. It is absolutely wonderful to be collaborating. Not only that, it's that it's 18 people that want to be involved, but 18 effective people who are contributing and um, offering advice, offering places, offering events. It's just, it's really. Um, it, It's a wonderful experience so far uh, and I'm really looking forward to that as a successful collaboration for 2017 looking forward. what about you have you had any great examples of collaboration
0: this year well i agree with you that uh, you know festivals and uh, conferences are really a good way of collaborating i think the uh, the manufacturing uh, expo that, w- that was held here a couple of weeks ago in in newcastle showed the bringing together of a lot of uh, innovative technology but i think the one that really stands out to me is uh, dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint, who has got a lot of uh, tools for small business and helping small business. But part of his conferences, he always brings together about 30 or 40 uh, mentors that, have, that are specialists, experts in their own area, who can sit down with people and, you know, and a round table discussion, help people really do the how to's in their business.
1: And isn't it the, the whole emphasis back on mentorship? Because it was quite big, you know, I don't know, ten, twenty years ago. But the whole emphasis now on mentorship is quite remarkable. But we're we're getting real mentorship, not token. There, there was always been that, you know, that tokenistic mentorship. But mm. finding now that people are really invested and really interested in helping people. And I guess that go, yeah, that is a perfect example of a collaboration. Mm. But also the idea of the reverse mentoring. So the sharing um, from the new technologies and new ideas back up the chain to the to the mentors, that the more experienced mentors, and the whole idea of um, reverse mentorship really, you know, I think is fantastic as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so what about innovation? We've got some favourite innovations.
1: I had one, and it has to do with a particular robot, which is which was at a particular innovation um, lab and festival that I was at earlier, or only a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, and it's Chip the robot, and my favourite aspect of Chip the robot is that he's being programmed to help um, help people find lost children at airports, shopping centres, things like that. And this is very dear to my heart because when my son was two years old, you my lost husband him. actually lost him at the airport. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's come to pick me up and I've had the, the baby with me and, and, um, and I've approached my husband and he had the most shocked look on his, on his face because he had actually lost my my, other, my eldest son twice. Mm. So to actually have something like Chip the Robot going around helping people. Um, and I guess the, the whole idea, as we discussed earlier, um, in Japan, they've got robots that are, that are actually escorting people to different areas um, of airports and shopping centres as yeah. an additional service. So they're not really taking over anybody's job, which I'm really happy about as well, um, but offering that additional service around safety as well. What about you?
0: Well, well I, the one that stands out for me is a simple one, but uh, it was that uh, 10-year-old boy who had cancer, and when he was in hospital he was watching the nurses and his mother trying to get the uh, the backs off the elastoplasts to use yeah. them and every time I cut my finger I go why can't we why make it easier to get the uh, uh, elastoplasts off and he came up with that idea of, of having it in a like a tape dispenser and you just pull them out and stick them on and uh, it's such a simple idea um, and yeah I've been fighting with it for years. <laughs>
1: And, and out of necessity come the, the beautiful um, new inventions, don't they? The things that we know. When and so we often talk about um, find the gap, what's missing, find the gap, and yeah. that's a definite gap in the market. It is. That was that's a brilliant thing from a ten-year-old. Like you that's know, right. how free, free to imagine, free to create, and yeah, it's just wonderful. Um, so failure, favourite failure, have you got one?
0: Well, I I couldn't decide between the the, the issue with the census. <laughs> or the no, Samsung, or the Samsung phone. Um, talk about uh, the Samsung,
1: and I'll talk about sensors.
0: Well, putting a phone out with, uh, with obviously uh, to get it out quickly to the marketplace to try and compete with Apple uh, without probably doing the the final tests. I think yep. uh, just shows. I mean that they've done so much damage to their own brand um, yep. and to innov- innovation generally.
1: Yeah, and it says a lot about quality assurance, doesn't it? So at the end of the day, the customer is definitely the one that needs to be the satisfied person in the whole deal. Yeah. Um, I'm boarding the airport, the airplane this morning. You know, the, the announcement was: if you have one of those phones, you are not allowed. You,
0: you know, not
1: all. it's not allowed to come on board. Mm. Um, and I guess my favourite being census, um, and probably for the, the reasons being that it highlighted how bad we still are at accepting failure in spite of the rhetoric, in spite of going, you know, fail fast, do this, do that. So, and we did talk about this through the year as well, census comes along, the whole technology fails, um, you know, the whole conversation was around heads rolling, someone's got to pay, how bad is that? You know, instead of going, hey, listen, it's stuffed up, but let's fix it, let's all get together, let's make it work better, um, which is what... An innovative culture would do. We still have a long way to go as far as um, accepting failure as part of an innovative culture.
0: Hmm. So, so what about leadership?
1: Uh, well, my favourite is probably a little bit controversial too. Um, I, for me, a, a leader is somebody who um, depicts respect um, and cares about community. So, I guess one of my, if I look at world leaders for that, um, I have to have to go. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of. M- Michelle and um, Obama. I just, mm. I think they're a, a wonderful leadership team, uh, and I think that was highlighted to me in particular when I was in the States and I and I asked a group of people what they thought of Obamacare, and there was dead silence. You could have cut the cut the air with a knife, um, and and I, you know, I thought, oh my goodness, I've said something wrong, and the conversation went that had I asked that question in different company, I would have been eaten alive almost, mm. um, because they, you know, as far as Obamacare goes. I don't understand why people don't want to look after... Um, and I'm not talking about handouts or, you know, let's, let's continually support people that don't even want to support themselves. I'm talking about people in need. Mm. Uh, and I think also the way he conducted himself around the whole um, election and, and the, some of the things that were said by, you know, the, the incoming President um, Trump, about him, I, and then to turn around and shake his hand and things like that, I thought that, you know, that showed great, um, leadership, great integrity, great leadership. Yeah, I thought, I thought I was quite impressed with that. What about you?
0: Well, unfortunately, I'm going to pick the other one. Um, <laughs> and I know that's controversial, and I don't like him as a, as a, as a leader and as a man, and I, I think he's very arrogant, but he did, does have a couple of qualities, I think, that, uh, show a sign of a good leader. And the first one was understanding the needs of the customers. And he really uh, understood what the American people wanted and uh, focused on that. And the second thing I think a good leader is is surrounding yourself with good advisors. And whether we like his policies and procedures or not, I still think he's showing some good signs of leadership, apart from all the other bad sides.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I would have to agree with you. He's actually talking to people now and taking advice. And you know, I mean, the future remains to be seen, as it always is. But I was quite surprised at the turnaround in attitude post um, post mm. the election. Mm. So I'm not I'm not quite sure where that leaves us um, these days. With how do we trust politicians? How do we know when they're going to when are they going to show their true colours? What are their true colours? I think we need to rethink politics, actually, um, you know, and all the things that are involved around that. But that's like that's a, probably a decade-long argument.
0: That's certainly what the customers want.
1: You know, well, and there you have, and again, if we listen to what we know to be true, you know, we can't we can't go to a, go to a poll on one premise and then um, and then change our minds on something because we do need to listen to our consumers. That's of course, what we're constantly teaching people in business. Of and there needs to be, I guess, some kind of accountability around that.
0: Well, oh. yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, thanks very much for your time uh, again, Christina, and uh, thanks for your contribution over the year. Uh, you have a great holiday season, and uh, we'll chat again in February.
1: Yeah, and thank you, Julian. Wishing you and everybody um, a wonderful Christmas and a very peaceful and, and contentment-filled New Year, and you know, very, very successful, innovative, creative year where we each awesome. measure success according to our individual, you know, needs.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And just because it's Christmas, we'll have a look at uh, an interesting point. Santa business been around for many, many years. Fifteen things that your business could learn from Santa. Number one, deliver on time. Would we still love Santa if he missed a year or came late occasionally? He has great systems to ensure that everything runs like clockwork. Number two, everyone loves a giver. Don't be a taker. Win prospects over with your generosity. Number three is to plan ahead. He makes a list and then, of course, checks it twice. How well do you list what you need to do? Number four, hire a great team. Saint Saturn, Santa gets the glory, but the work, elves do all the work. They work like Trojan Trojans to make it all happen. Where are your elves? Number five, teach your clients how to treat you. Every kid knows how to leave out milk and cookies and carrots for the reindeer. Do your clients know how to help you? Number six, qualify hard. Do do you grade your prospects and clients? Santa knows if we've been naughty or nice. Which of your clients have been nice and which of your prospects fall into the naughty corner? Number seven, leverage well. Santa has a team of doubles who work the crowds at every shopping centre on the planet for at least four weeks. Sorry, you didn't really think it was himself, did you? Number eight, have great leadership. Running a great team like he has requires great leadership. How good is yours? Number nine, he knows his numbers. He needs to budget very carefully and plan well ahead. Number 10. Limit access. um, Santa has things set so you can randomly get him on the mobile whenever you want. But he has a system whereby you access to him uh, through his helpers and letters to North Pole, PO Box or emails. You need to control your time and make sure that you have a system to get back to your clients. Number 11. Run special events. He has the original product launch guy, building massive anticipation, getting us to counting down to the sleeps to that big day. Number 12, of course, costumes and self-promotion. If he just wore his regular gear, he'd be no big deal. What is your uniform that sets you apart from the masses? Number 13, repeat business. Santa doesn't forget the importance of repeat business and make sure that every client experience is a positive one, wowing them wherever possible. Number fourteen, get others to talk you up. He's got everyone talking about him, so never has to talk himself up. And finally, number fifteen, build a business to give you free time. As I've already mentioned, his elves and doubles enable him really to work only a couple of days. Even the list checking is outsourced to India so he can relax with Mrs. Claus most of the year. We've got time for one of our Harvard Business Review tips. And as we said earlier, combine your customer and employee feedback systems. Most companies ask customers for feedback about their products and services, but only a handful ask their employees the same question. This is a missed opportunity. A lot of insight can be gained from connecting your customer feedback to your employee feedback systems, especially if you flag interactions where your customers' and employees' perceptions diverge. So in addition to asking your customers questions like, was your problem solved and are we easy to work with, ask your employees, did you solve the problem and Was it easy to access the tools and resources you needed to do it? The combined answers will give you more insight into your customers and managers can use the information to coach employees, assess whether they had the right tools and resources and identify people with innovative ideas and leadership potential. Connecting these systems can create powerful feedback loops, that both engage employees and help your company respond to fast-changing customer expectations. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program, and in fact, thank you for being with us for the whole year. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy-listening favourites, and as this the last program for, the, for no, 2016, we will be back in February 2017 where we'll enter the tax world with Tony Vidray from a B Chartered Accountants. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina, and of course, more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law, and you at the same time on the second of February two thousand and seventeen until then, have an exciting and prosperous and safe holiday and as Charles Dickens once said. I will honour Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all year. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.